0: Hello and welcome to the Music Survival Guide, the independent musician's guide on how to survive in the music industry. My name's Phil, a mixing and mastering engineer. Well, hello to you out there in podcast land. I hope you're doing very well. Hope you're surviving. Um, I've had a bit of a weird week. i had two gigs I was going to go to um, at the end of January that have both been postponed, which is really annoying because I was really looking forward to both of them. Uh, It seems to be a bit of a weird time at the moment for gigs, especially in the UK. It's kind of, are they happening? Aren't they happening? Are they being cancelled? Are they being moved? You know, there's all sorts of things going on, people getting COVID and having to self-isolate and international bands struggling to get into the UK to make it viable. I understand it all, but it's just, you know, a bit annoying, isn't it? Anyway, this week, I'm chatting to the Blams. I'm chatting to all three members of the band. That would be, at least as they describe themselves, Carriage, Matt and Sonny. So there you go. Now, you're well informed. This week, we chat about all sorts of things, including the benefits of home recording awkward stage dives, and obviously, the joys of Britney Spears. I'm going to stop talking and let you get on with the interview. So, today on the podcast, I am joined by Sonny, James, and Matt of The Blams. How are you guys?
1: Yeah, not bad, mate, thank you. All good. Yeah, pretty decent Pretty decent Wow, is that... <laughs> there we are. <laughs>
0: so my first question as always is from a random question generator so my question for you this week is if you had an extra hour a day
1: that had to be allocated to one specific purpose how would you use it i spend a lot of hours anyway on FIFA. i'd probably put another one towards that or assassin's creed video games
2: yeah wow shame mine would be going to bettering the world Working for charities, <laughs> <laughs> giving back to the community—obviously. Come on, carriage.
3: Mine would be. I don't know. I guess just sleeping. Just more time to sleep would be cool.
0: That's uh, pretty much it. I'm very interesting. So. Uh... I mean, I'll be honest. That's my answer as well. I'd just be there, like, sleep, extra hour in bed. Wonderful.
1: <laughs> Shame on you all. Yeah, no, it's fun. <laughs> I feel thoroughly ashamed.
0: Um, so my first real question um, for you is how did you each get into music in the first place?
2: I um, So I got into it because there was free guitar lessons at my school and you got out of classes by going to them. So I thought 15 minutes less maths, 15 minutes strumming a guitar, how hard well can it be? And then fast forward
1: a good amount of years, here we are. It's decent and free... Brief- I'm gonna be so exciting because I had the exact same excuse. muscle um, <laughs> <laughs> muscle give them out for free if you took the GCSE. So, um, so I took that. Realised I didn't know nothing. So I went to Rumpford and I sold my old um, Nintendo DS and bought like the cheap, bought like the cheapest bass guitar you could find. Um, didn't have an amp or nothing. But um, I just yeah. Is so that the one you're still using, is it? Uh, no, i got rid of that so long ago. I'd love to get one of I think it's, I can't remember what brand it was. Yeah, it's good, that's what it was. I think, like, I got out a PMT, it was 80 quid. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Quality instrument. I think it was like East Coast or something.
0: Oh, right, okay, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the Tesco Value brand.
3: Uh, yeah, mine was like, I got really into playing the drums on, uh, like, Guitar Hero. And then my <laughs> my dad bought me like an electric drum kit, and uh, when I was like nine, for like Christmas, uh, and then took a couple drum lessons. Uh, didn't like learning anything, so then just played it in my own time. Uh, and then yeah, that's how I how I got interested in music.
2: More video games. You lot love it.
0: I've never known anyone to actually be inspired by Guitar Hero to actually pick up an instrument for real that's a that's a new one to me there's
2: gonna be a
1: generation of music of musicians just because of guitar hero did you ever play that there was that rocksmith game yeah which is like a, a real yeah you put yeah you,
3: real guitar honestly and
1: just uh, I i never played guitar hero that much but the rocksmith games i think quality they say like they're for learning guitar but they ain't like you don't learn anything they're Good bit of fun though. You've fully paid for like extra packages and that
2: as well, wouldn't you? Oh,
1: yeah, fully. I got I got the day to remember um, album on there as well. Cool. downloadable content. <laughs> yeah, honestly, so much on there. I always heard it was a good learning tool, but maybe it's not. I, like I didn't really learn anything from it, but I can play like I, I can play Are You Mine really well. <laughs> it's got games for Scows and that. I never played them. oh yeah, yeah, I never but, played them either. But, they're definitely there yeah it's just just the fun bits <laughs>
0: so, so moving forward a bit away from um games and school uh, how did the band get together in the first place
2: oh well in school no joking um so me and garage did actually go to college together and um yeah so we was pals from there and then a group of us got together and just started messing about in one of our mates garage Fast forward, three different members leaving. Uh, we started taking it a bit more seriously. And uh, I slid into Matt's DMs, and that's how this trio was born.
0: Nice. So did, did you start off with um, covers and things, or was it always original stuff? Yeah,
1: yeah. Our, um, our We we kind of got together mostly because our old, like an old singer we had, is um, one of our best mates. He's family friend was doing a garden party so we got together to do a 40-minute cover set there and so we were doing like nirvana black keys um so the yeah the first set was completely covers
0: and then you eventually went actually we really enjoy
1: this maybe we'll do our own stuff yeah
0: and and then you realized sonny can write songs (laughs) i see is is sonny the the main songwriter Obviously THE songwriter. What's the same name?
2: I bring a skeleton to practices, and then we flesh it out as a group. I uh, I come with suggestions, but...
0: I'm open to change. I'm not sure if this is a democracy or not, but I'll, I'll skirt around that issue, shall I? Um, I'll, not, I'll not dwell on that too much. So, in terms of your um, your genre, I wouldn't necessarily know how to immediately describe it, but how did that come about? Is that just a mixture of all your um, influences that have come together or is it something else?
2: I don't think we think about it as much as other bands. We just want to be loud. We're just sort of like some of the ones that haven't been heard as well. Like there's more variety coming. We've got extremely punky songs, which I think we all love a little bit. Um... The Grunge sound, yeah, that wasn't really planned. That didn't, that wasn't something we sh- strive for. Um, we just write what we like,
1: yeah. We, we start, we started off like playing kind of again, like black keys kind of things for like the first couple of songs we were writing, but that was just when we were let's just write at any just write the first thing that comes to your head,
2: yeah. If, if you think about the first song I wrote, Beg, it was completely bluesy, uh,
1: yeah, and we just like we'd make up. <laughs> some fun, like some fun little songs, have a little sing-song together and then eventually we found like the... Never knew was the first probably the oldest song that we've got we did that and then that's
2: still got quite bluesy roots as well when you think
1: about it yeah, yeah But so it kind of just developed from there we got started what, just putting a bit more punk and rock into it I can
0: get on board with that yeah,
1: it's better <laughs> this way
0: <laughs> so where did the band name come from? Because there's, there's there's often an interesting story, but I know the band names can come from surprising places as well.
2: So, so this came from a Brooklyn Spears cover we do. Um, this was back when we was a cover cover band for that same Garden Party. Uh, we wanted to do Hit Me, Baby. We didn't. I don't think we even played it for that set but
1: um no so we only learned it after
2: well that's the reason we sort of reformed years after in lockdown because we had a video of us playing hit me baby and we was like that is sick let's do that again and that's literally the reason why we're a band now and it's where we got the name from so we got to the (laughs) it's just four it's just four chords over and over obviously because it's britney spears song but we was like right so how do we change it and it was carriage that came up he was like just blam it so yeah that's that's where it came from it just it's
1: a doing word and uh yeah it's just like it hard do it <laughs> do it play it play it but louder it's like the idea play it, but louder yeah that's
0: the idea of it Great. is that cover available for people to hear that video uh, or is it they there are clips of it
2: about there's definitely clips of it about yeah we,
0: we we haven't
2: taken it out of our set yet it's still in there we love it
3: it's uh it's one of our best songs i like to think the Britney Spears cover.
1: Whenever, whenever things are going, like, a little bit sour at a gig. Put out hit me, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Just play that. Play that. Everyone
0: everyone perks right up. Wow. I've never heard a band say that before. Um, I can tell you that for free. Just bring her a bit of Britney and everyone's happy. Britney made Fair us. Enough. Britney. <laughs> I mean, it sounds that way, so I can't really argue with that. <laughs> so... um as as a band, where do you rehearse? Um, do you have a, a place or is it someone's house or...?
2: We go to practice studios. Um, Matt used to live in Dalston, so we, we practice there. Now two of us are sort of cutting about Camden, so we're practicing there. Just, just wherever, really. We're all London-based, so we sort of go... We're, we're quite last minute and everywhere's always fully booked, so we just go wherever anyone will have us at this rate. But yeah, it's always practice studios, and then because we're paying for it, we feel like we got to knuckle down and be sensible a little bit. So it's probably a good thing. Back when we was a cover band and practicing in someone's garage, that's probably why we never wrote any of our other songs because we were just getting drunk all whole
0: time. Do you put like a I don't know like a three hour
1: slot or something? Yeah, we usually like, do like, like a like a three three hours is usually to go to when we've got um, new so, when we've got new songs coming up or we've got a gig soon. We'll usually do like a three hour one every week or so in the build-up to it, and then by the last couple, it's just play the set over and over, um, have a couple of drinks, argue about what we should do with what bit, and then agree oh, was or Sunny was right. <laughs> Sometimes Matt's <Fry. laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, Matt, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well... Again, um, I'm not sure it sounds like a democracy,
1: but I'll take it. Um... <laughs> yeah, you fight for fight for what you want. Whoever just fights the hardest for it, I think, is the... That's a good way to go yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, pr- pretty much. Whoever, whoever cares the most about something. Some,
2: sometimes you are arguing and you think about it and you think,
1: I don't, I don't care. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, do just argue, <laughs> argue the point just for the sake of it. It sounds very harmonious. I'll say that. <laughs> no, like it's all like kiss and make up after, that. Bland by
2: name, bland by nature.
0: <laughs> so, when you're, um, especially when you're ramping up to a gig and you're sort of playing your set repeatedly to try and just kind of build it into muscle memory, how do you avoid that becoming boring? Because you know what it's like when you just play the same bunch of songs repeatedly. And there's no crowd, and you're just sort of there trying to get it right. It can just be a bit... Uh, some Sometimes, but then,
1: like, with some of the earlier songs that we had, like, if I was getting bored of them after playing them 10, 15 times, then I can't wouldn't want to be playing them, like, 100 more. Because most of the songs we've got at the minute are ones that I've played, or like, well, all of us have played, 50-odd times, probably more. And then I, I, I still find them fun. Um, yeah, I, I think because we've not been gigging that long,
2: because of lockdown, we've not faced that issue too badly yet. And what we're able to do at the moment is just keep looping new songs into the set list. So I think every gig we've changed to set list, even just by one song. And we're like, right, well, that didn't go down too well. Let's try this one. So we're still in that sweet spot of being able to try out new songs and then we all know somewhere in the set list that oh it's okay because the new one's coming up soon so we can play that and it sort of keeps it fresh
0: you're just chopping and changing and working out what works with the crowd but
2: also i'll tell you what we have been doing (laughs) when we've been getting bored of songs we've just been playing them at like double time like we're like right let's just do this ridiculously fast and that's how we've been getting through it in practice and then when it's slow it's easy
0: I mean, you can just halve the rehearsal turn then, can't you? Yeah,
1: if we can, if we can learn it, if we can learn it that quick, then um, that's true. I've been once it gets to actually playing it, then um, we're all good.
0: You don't have to think about it too much. It's just quite handy, really, because then you can actually focus on enjoying the gig, staying in time. That's just—I <laughs> wouldn't say it's the issue of a bassist, but I am a bassist myself, so you know. I'm allowed to say these things. Um, so, talking of gigs, what was your first gig like as a, a band? Aside from the um, the one you talked about, where you were doing a um, a party.
2: I'd argue still our best yet. If, if we're talking about not um, not the cover band, and we're talking Blams, the gig we did at the Beehive in Bow, it was such as it's smaller than my bedroom, and it was packed out with our mates, so it was like wall-to-wall energy and people loving it, like there wasn't a straight face out there, there wasn't a crevice that wasn't full of sweat, like it was just so energetic, <laughs> 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 but I don't know if maybe I was just drunk on that one, but oh, that's the one that I love the most, because there was people on people's shoulders, there was no se- no security in the room, geezers on the stage, yeah, like it was just energy like I love the big ones just as much but that first one it just got rid of any nerves going forward because it was sort of a reminder to me that people actually want to see us and it was like okay people want to be here people are enjoying this there's nothing to be nervous about
0: I've been fine ever since people actually care about what you're doing <laughs> which is a very nice thing to know
1: yeah no I was I was bricking it for the first one um, until we got on stage and like, as soon as we played like the first note right, I was loving it. Like all the nerves went away as soon as you get that first note right.
2: My biggest concern was that the pub had uh, <laughs> the pub had on on tap espresso martinis, and I could see Matt deteriorating. And I thought, cool, I wonder
1: how fast we're gonna play these songs then. <laughs> Matt, what did you think of that gig?
3: Ah, uh, I don't really remember much of it. For anyone, <laughs>
1: I see. Martinis
3: had their effect, but yeah, no, that that was good. Definitely, I think the South End one was kind of fun because uh, you got to like travel down. Yeah, it was it was kind of long. <laughs> went but to the seaside uh, for the
1: day.
3: Yeah, I liked getting home super late and just exhausted after this like long gig, and I had the best sleep of my life. <laughs> so
2: I you t- you two went home. I stayed out. I went to a casino
1: a bar, and then the club, I got home at like five in the morning. I think I threw a little strop after that one. Um, I, did, I didn't have my best day ever, um, so it's like, right, let me go home and think about myself.
0: I mean, I, I've got to say, Matt, it does sound like the good nature of that gig was based on how well asleep you had afterwards. That's what yeah, it sounded yeah, like. That's,
3: that's how I rate my gigs on. Uh how much I deserve it, yeah. I, f- I felt like no that one was fun because like everyone was kind of like jumping around and it was probably the biggest venue like I've ever played. So it was uh that was an exciting time for me, I think.
0: A nice moment. So moving over to maybe the, the other side of the coin. Um have you had any nightmare experience gigs where things have gone wrong? Feel free to kind of anonymize as needed.
1: Um but aside Personally, aside from the very first gig that before um, we had Matt the covers gig, everything's gone all right for me. I've been quite happy. the The first one, I was way I was way too drunk, couldn't didn't like, didn't know what I was doing. Played the wrong songs. Just kind of I was on I was on stage. I got a bit excited. Um, I and mean, then after that, um, now they've all gone quite nicely. What happened to you after the first gig, uh, Matt?
3: Ah. <laughs> uh... Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that probably is the worst gig, actually. Um, so what happened was uh, after the gig, me and a friend were, like, playing around on stage, and I basically stage... Up, well, I pretended to stage dive and then actually stage dived uh, into the corner of a wall um, <laughs> and a- right. ended up landing, like, on my thumb, Um and I'd, I basically couldn't move it for like four weeks. So we had to, we had to, we ended up cancelling one of our gigs because I uh, literally couldn't play. Because you stage dived onto your thumb. Because he st- stage dived into a corner.
1: Yeah, stage dived by myself. 20, yeah, 20 minutes after it had finished.
0: <laughs> nice. Uh, but he, did, did you seek medical attention or just. No, no, I just covered it in
3: ice and then put it in a plastic cup.
2: Someone had some ibuprofen.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I th- I think it was James actually, but I mean, the the espresso martinis killed most of the
0: pain, so it was. Uh, <laughs> then it's it all fine. fine. <laughs> it's all fine. Wow, I mean, <laughs> well, um, did you guys have any any of? Um those kinds of gigs that a lot of bands had where it was just after lockdown lifted and everyone was sat down and things like that or did you did you avoid that no
1: um our our first gig as blams was when when was it like September
2: yeah yeah so it was September no 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 was it September 18th
1: yeah Maybe. it was like late last year so it was kind of as lockdown finished we we played our first ever gig within like a month of it. I don't think I'd do a sit down gig. I don't. I think our
2: music is too energetic. That it would be weird for us to be going a bit mental on stage for everyone else to be sipping a.
1: Not to be fair, I'd do it. I I'd, I'd I'd play any gig on earth. I think I would play anywhere. <sighs> I couldn't do it. Not not sit down. Because uh, I I don't yeah. I think no, I think it'd be something to go through, and then I'd learn that I hate it, and then never do it again. But
0: I mean, at the time I can remember, I went to a couple, and I, I kind of every time I just thought this is very odd, being sat down and watching a band. I went to
1: see I went to see Chase and Status at a sit down gig. Loved it.
0: See, so personally, just all for it. Yeah, ag- yeah. You, you wouldn't want to do those gigs, but you want to go to them. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I wish more places kept the give me a chair and let me have a bit of space. Because it it was like they had little fences around you. You had your own little pen for you and six mates. So you couldn't speak to anyone else around you. But you had your own... What is the point? It was quality. It was, yeah, it it was nothing... I don't want to talk about COVID, but it was like nothing safe-wise with that. Obviously, after everyone started drinking, going to the toilet, you're crossing everyone. But the actual gig itself, quality, I loved it. I'll do that again.
0: I've made several references to... uh... Uh, who's in charge in the band And um, Well it might be a touchy question I don't know How is the band managed Is there like a single person who is kind of the point person Or do you share out jobs or What's the deal
1: I'd say Sonny is without a doubt a bit of the motivation Behind it He, um, pulls, no, he like, pulls Some of the strings and works things out um, But Matt Is a I don't want to downplay what you do like a video cameraman. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> the... <laughs> I don't know. Video cameraman. I don't know. I don't know the word for it.
3: Ah. Uh, um,
1: he do video. He vid- do video yeah. good.
3: He he be man and do
1: video. So like Matt, Matt looks after all of that stuff. Um, I do my bit here and there, and then uh, <laughs> yeah, it
2: works out. I'm I'm sort of the contact point, but I, I'm not afraid to delegate. and the boys aren't afraid to go to work if I tell them what to do. But yeah, there's certain things that I could couldn't dream of figuring out that Matt just does, like the canvas for throwing rocks is still still like my favourite thing we've got. Like it's just amazing. So yeah, there's 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 it's definitely a little bit of teamwork.
0: So yeah, I think it's, I think it's a really good way to go about things is to. Share out of jobs where you can, especially when you have someone like Matt around who's got the skills to to bring. It's really, really a good idea, I think.
2: I think we've all got quite useful jobs. Like Carriage just works in marketing, so he's got he's got that sort of going on. I work in music and book gigs for a living, so I'm fine to book the gigs. And yeah, Matt Matt Matt's the media man. Matt do video good.
0: <laughs> yeah. <I don't... laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> Don't know if you do english good but you know <laughs> there we go no further no further comments on that um so moving moving swiftly on um what what in your opinion and you can all have a different opinion on this has been the biggest success of the band so far it could be like a personal highlight or like a a particular gig or you know anything
1: yeah i think the obvious one is we played at o2 islington which was like nuts because like, i've I've gone to gigs there and I've seen bands that are like big playing there and kind of, yeah, going on the same stage as some people that, that, yeah, some of my favourite bands. And then even when we went backstage, there were like little posters on the wall of whose dressing room it was last week. And there were some like names I'd heard of on there. It was like really cool to say. That's that's
2: where I saw my first ever gig. Like the exa- so so to be on the exact same stage that I saw my first gig in like eight years prior or whatever was sort of like oh my god like everything come full circle.
0: What about you, uh, Matt?
3: Oh, um, I don't know. Probably like the the kind of numbers that we've managed to get. Uh, like we we pulled something like fifteen k total streams in like what Less than like half a year. I think, I think that's quite, you know, any band I've ever been in before, you know, we wouldn't have dreamed of getting those numbers, especially within like the first six months. I think that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's nice to see
1: that doing stuff. Big
3: ball numbers. Yeah, it's, it's good when uh, music do big number. (laughs)
0: Like it. Like big number music. I, I I do have to ask because there's going to be some people in bands listening when they heard that number and for how long you've been going a going concern will be a bit um, perplexed about how you've managed to do that. Do 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 you know how you've managed to pull in those
1: kinds of numbers or? Oh, I I think it's our way with words. <laughs> no, when when we when we started it in the lockdown, obviously we weren't able to play any gigs or anything to um, show our music to people and. Um, so we were we were act, just active on Instagram all the time, just chatting people. Um, it was good fun talking to people, meeting people that actually liked the clips we were putting out. And then, um, yeah, we kind of got a little bit of a following up there and just a, a bunch of nice people, really. But um, That's
2: that's what it is. Yeah. It's entirely from social media. It's not just Instagram. We've got a good crowd on TikTok as well that are really supportive. We've got, like, friends on Instagram, like... Some of them we still haven't even met but like they've become friends like we've just gotten lucky with the people that have supported us on Instagram People are so willing to share our stuff
1: There's a boy like in America called like Evan and he's um like messages after everything and he loves it and he's so so sound And he's, yeah he's, we've met some like really nice people through it so he's, that's the best bit but um, we become friends and then they listen to our music So it's um, it's a lot of actually kind
0: of interacting with people rather than just kind of passively throwing things onto social media.
1: Yeah,
2: I I reckon I could name everyone that's listened to our music. Like (laughs) (laughs) might be here for a while, but we've definitely like we make a point to reply to everyone, share things that we're we're tagged in. Like we want to be interactive. Like I think we're just because we're so new. And it's happened so fast, yeah, we're still nice. It's all going to change 2022 <laughs> 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 do, you,
0: do you think that those um those numbers and that data are going to inform where you think about having some gigs moving forward because obviously you're you're very much london-based at the moment, but I don't know if you've thought about venturing out.
1: I don't know if we can afford to go over to do gigs. There's a bunch of people in like Texas, wasn't it? And there's there's a village in a village there's in, loads more, in Netherlands. No, village, yeah, a place in Netherlands that loves it. But I mean, think about it. Like Netherlands has got a huge
2: grunge scene, and we've got really good mates called the Periks, and uh, they're really supportive. Um, and yeah, they've and that, that's that's another thing. The bands we've met along the way have all shared us with their followers. So that's why you might see us share loads of other bands' music because it's just it's just got a good support system.
0: That sounds amazing. Sounds like you've just built the perfect marketing machine on your social media without particularly I don't know that you're not it's it's funny, like, I like I was kind of expecting some some magical thing that you're doing and
1: it's not, it's just that you're being nice and interacting with people. <laughs> it kinda of comes down to that. Yeah no if, if like some if someone follows us will like say hello and just ask ask how they're doing. And then if you're nice to people, they'll like actually want to hear what we're doing. Then be like, oh my mate, my mate, the Blams have just done a song. Let me go. See what they're doing. Also, I think the music might be alright. Yeah, yeah, that that helps. That helps. Actually, yeah. I've, I think we've got a banger. We we've, we've downplayed us. <laughs> <our>, we've downplayed <laughs> ourselves massively. There, we're not. We're not nice people. We're just quality of what we do. Well, you know, I mean, I, <laughs> the the the
0: quality of music kind of, if I can put it this way, it almost goes without that same because you just wouldn't have that level of streams if. Everyone who listened to it went, nah, it's not actually that good. Um, It's, you know, so... But they're
2: really nice, so I'll put
0: it in the playlist. Is that how it works? (laughs) So, uh, thinking about the the music, um, do you record yourselves? Um, Do you go into the studio? What's your approach to that kind of thing?
2: So we've been going into the studio thus far, but now we've sort of been a bit more clued up. And also, Matt's got good knowledge in all of this so matt's matt's leading the storm in um home recording and i think we're gonna yeah i think we're gonna try our hand at home recording for the next two so we've got yeah we've got the next one that's studio recorded and then we've got two that we're working on that are home recorded
0: exciting what's what's the what what is the reason for you choosing to transition to recording yourselves away from the studio approach at the it is so much
1: cheaper it is <laughs> main
0: main thing well yeah i,
2: I think a big thing is that we just know more now as well like we're ready to take it into our own hands like but when we started especially the first two before we had matt um like me and carriage couldn't have home recorded we just we just didn't know carriage still can't bless him. <laughs> no, we, we we just didn't know what was going on. But now now we're sort of ready to take the reins a bit.
3: I, I think having control of your sound as well, like a, a bit more, just, yeah, it just feels better. And, and we, can, we can kind of like sit and discuss within our, within our own and, you know, um, actually make those changes, uh, which I, I think is cool.
0: I mean, something that is often kind of downplayed about home recording, well, two things actually, is one, you can get a sound that is as good as recording in a studio if you treat everything in the right way. But you also, you do have all the time in the world to get it right. You're not on the clock. You're not kind of sat there going, oh, I'm paying for every hour here. And it's not quite going right and things like that. I
2: found that out recorded so I did some vocals over the last four days. And I must have done like 100 takes. And it was just nice to not be rushed and thinking, right, well, I've only really got two more takes because we've got to allow this time for that, this time for that. So, yeah, it's, it's a huge advantage in being able to take your take your own time.
0: Yeah, and get exactly what you want, really, which is very handy. So my penultimate question for you um, is, what goals do you have for the band in the
1: next six months to a year or so?
0: Which is a great question to ask at the beginning of the year.
1: I've got like a dream goal. But I don't think it's gonna happen, but I'd love to hear one of our songs on FIFA. The FIFA soundtrack is like one of my highlights of the year. And like uh, it was like been a life, life goal to have a song on FIFA.
2: What what um what month is FIFA twenty twenty three soundtrack put together?
1: Um uh, it's 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 gonna be released in like September, October. But, no, but they have a Little Sims song on there that came out in, like, July-ish, I think.
2: Yeah, but she would have, se- she would have sent that to her yeah, in April. maybe, maybe. So our next two songs have got to be FIFA.
1: FIFA ready. Yeah, I don't... The next The next ones I'm bringing out are quite heavy, so I don't think that... Right, I'll change it. I'll change it. Let me think of a better video game. Um, <laughs> no, no. Um, honestly, there's just... I've got a long list of venues in my head that I'd love to play. There's like the un- un- underworld in Camden or the joiners in Southampton are like the two venues that I would love to do this year. What about festivals? Oh mate, any? I want to play a show outside. That'd be great. Matt, what about you?
3: Uh, I'd I'd love to play in a different country. Uh, so maybe maybe yeah, in a year's time, um, we could we could get close to that. But that I think that would be hilarious.
0: That would be quite fun.
2: Yeah, a little older, you know. I think mine would be to get one extra person, not not in the band, I'd like to get someone else working with the Blams as in whether it be a manager, someone from a label or a bookings agent. But yeah, I want to see other people sort of believing in us as much as I believe in us. I think that'd be huge for us and like something like a bookings agent. To just sort of advise us what we should and shouldn't be doing. Because we've definitely... We're, we're, we've got a handle on what's going on. We've we definitely not lost control. But I'd like someone else steering us with a bit more knowledge. I think that's what I want maybe by
1: the end of the year. A manager or something. That would be like the thing that would take it a step above. Like once we... there's There's still so much more that we can do ourselves. But there's obviously there's that level where someone else, well, we could probably make it ourselves how, if we worked for however long. We've definitely had some, we've definitely had some indie label interests and stuff as well, but do you know what I mean? I, I want something that would take us like a step above where we're actually are now, yeah.
2: I, I feel like that's the next step for us because we can keep releasing, keep improving the numbers. But when, when I think of a pro band, I think of some, someone with a team I want to be able to redirect our emails and be like, sorry, mate, don't deal with that. More,
1: well, I'd, I'd just... like Blams to be my full-time job. Oh, yeah. That, that's like the dream goal, the end game.
2: I want Blams to be someone else's full-time job this year. I want to be, That's how big I want to be. I want the Blams to be someone else's full-time... I want to be like, sorry, mate, don't deal with that. Can you just forward that to Sarah, please?
0: I mean, getting, getting that kind of outside input into what you're doing can be really, really helpful. And I've spoken to lots of bands that have that. And they do find it wonderfully useful so i can highly recommend that kind of thing for sure so it sounds like you've got a gig gig heavy year is what you kind of want really
1: yeah i i want to play anything anything there is um i think we i think
2: we definitely need to get outside london because we've got people on we've built it all up on social media and obviously not everyone is from london believe it or not and um as hard as it is to believe for us Londoners not everyone is from London and yeah we get a good amount of people asking us to like go Liverpool go Manchester and we've just got to fig-
1: figure out how to make that happen really yeah really really want to do Liverpool this year and Manchester as well but Liverpool's one would be really good Leeds we get asked a lot about and Yorkshire strangely what about there's what's in York Sheffield uh, there's there's cool venues in oh, Sheffield Oh no not Sheffield is it the yeah no nah. It's a good music scene in Sheffield, but it's Sheffield. you know? It's a day out. It's it's like I do any, go anywhere once. Well, fair enough. I mean, I, I don't know. I might love it. You might. It's quite hilly. I mean,
0: hey, you already. Oh well, there we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got the legs for that, garage. Successfully deconvinced you. So, um, my final question slash thing, um, is, uh, what is your Favourite song from the band Or maybe your newest song from the band Which we can play at the end of the podcast So it can be whatever song you would like it to be Um, So which song is it and why? Uh,
2: Released And I think the one we should play after this Would be Don't Miss Twice At the ones we've got um, Yeah I just feel like it's the Dirtiest
3: Yeah I I was going to say Don't Miss Twice as well
2: And especially live That one just goes off Like it's, it's not fouled us yet Um, unreleased and one we're looking to bring out hopefully March is a song called Blame Game which is a shouty we like (laughs) shouty
1: I love it it's it's like I you know when you write well you write a song between you and there's it's out of all of our songs closest to being just my favorite song I like I sing, it, I sing it around the house myself. I sing it in the shower. I don't sing on the song, but I just, yeah. I sing the bass to myself. Um, all of it. I love it. What about you, Matt, if we're talking unreleased?
3: Oh, unreleased. I don't I'd have to say Blame Game as well. It's just the riff of it. Cool. The riff is, is probably the best. The best that we I was had.
1: hoping you'd say Therefore because that <coughs> deserves some credit because therefore then we've got a song called Therefore I Am, which is like really short, really punky, and it... I, I love it. It's one of the ones where it's only like two and a half minutes long, but you hurt after you play it. You're like you have to you have to like put so much effort into it and it, it comes off so nicely when we played that live.
0: So which song would you like me to play at the end of this?
1: <laughs> Don't miss twice, please, Phil. Excellent.
0: So, um this is the BAMs with Don't Miss Twice. Guys, it's been great to talk with you.
1: Nice one, Phil. Thank you. No
0: problem. Nice to finally meet you.
1: Oh. Yeah.